Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm Katie, and I'm here this week because I'm starting to feel like the creepings of like fall yes. and Halloween and autumn. I haven't quite mm. let myself give into it yet. Like the pumpkin spice lattes are not in the Starbucks yet, so I haven't no. gone full autumn, but definitely starting to feel the vibes. Oh, I'm totally feeling the autumn vibes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liv. I'm also here because you know what? I've I've decided I want it to be Halloween. I'm Hell sorry. Yeah. I'm bored of it being summer now. I'm too hot all the time and also I have fun hair plans for autumn so I'm like I want it yes. to be autumn now um so <laughs> we're English we're yeah. not used to this heat wave <laughs> oh god it's oh it was 23 degrees today I was just trying to walk to the shops and I was like I can't be bothered with it anymore <laughs> simply not used to it <laughs> having many iced coffees good but when I just want yes. like a coffee and being like if I eat this I'm gonna be boiling not the vibe not the mood at all, which is why I want to be cold outside. <laughs> it rained like a single time and it went stormy and I immediately went like yes. full, you know, like new moon vibes. I was like, excellent. Get the new moon yeah. soundtrack mm-hmm. on. Let's vibe. Oh my God, same. <laughs> Get a hot chocolate on, put a candle on. Let's go. Was- <laughs> Personal plans aside, uh, this week we're talking about Crimson Peak. Yeah. Um, the 2015 Ooh. Gothic Romance. We'll tell you a little bit about it. It's so uh, good. So... We start off so in, good. I think it's New York, right? Yeah, it's New York. Yeah, we're yeah, in like the late so. 1800s uh, and Edith Cushing is mm. our main character. She's played by Mia Wasserskowska. Yeah, um, she's Alice in Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton one, if you haven't seen that. I love her so much. Like, she's incredible. This is when Mia Wasikowska was really, like, living for yes. all her roles. She'd played Alice. Such a good time. And then she went on to do Crimson Peak. And like, oh my god, she is iconic. Yeah, so in the this film, film opens with her like as a child, and then her like, we get straight into the ghost story of it all. It's her like her mm-hmm. dead mother yeah, who's absolutely. all disfigured, very classic like Grandma Del Toro's style. Just... Comes and wants her to beware of Crimson Peak. <laughs> she doesn't know what that means. She's a child that's seen a ghost. She's not having nope. a good time. <laughs> yeah, she's a baby. I just. I do get it. I do get the Guilda Toro style. Uh, I, I do question ghosts um, because I'm like, if you know that you look absolutely terrifying, would you not like maybe, I don't know, hide somewhere and not put your nasty little <laughs> ghost face into your True. young child's face and be like, beware, crimson I will pig. say, like, this is our it's first, just... like, it's not a horror. It's definitely like a gothic, but this is our first like kind of scary one. Yeah. Like, I think it's classed as a horror. Yeah, I guess technically it is. I would class it more as just like gothic. Yeah, I would say it has horror elements. For sure, especially the ghost. I really enjoyed it. Well, it's like a gothic horror, and gothic horror is very different from nowadays. Like horror. Like I had to look away a bit, which I've never had to do, like in any of our episodes before, because we've just done like mostly like teen and silly things. So yeah, nice to do something that like commits to it. I think we're gonna get to the gore at some point. You guys wait till October. It's gonna be crazy. We'll have to pick like very special things to do because we've only got two episodes in October, yes. so we need to make them special. I know, um, but to be fair, one of them will be I think in my birthday week, so I feel like absolutely I get to pick yes. Else. So she she sees a ghost, she's scared by the ghost, and then it it time skips to where she's a young yes. woman, <laughs> um, and uh, she wants to be yeah an author. Yeah, yeah. she wants to be an author, but like, you know, it's the 1800s, <laughs> men aren't listening to her. She wears a series of absolutely That's fabulous so outfits. <laughs> um, and then this, she meets a very handsome yes, young man. Tom Hiddleston. 
Everyone's um, fave. Who is Tom Hiddleston. And he looks incredible. And uh, they briefly meet and they're like, oh, she's like, oh, well, you know. And then there's a, a night of like a giant ball. And she's like, no, no, father, I shall not go to the ball. I shall stay at home and wear a curtain <laughs> read. Um, and then suddenly Tom Hiddleston arrives at her door. His carriage has broken down. And then he's like, are you not oh, going ho, ho. to the ball? And she's like, well, I guess I am now. <laughs> And they dance a waltz together, and it's stunning. And Jessica Chastain's there, and she is glaring at the girl dancing with her yeah. brother. I will say, note that I said brother yeah. there. They are biologically related. This is very important for reasons we'll get into <laughs> later. <laughs> so at this time, um, Tom Hiddleston's character, also called Thomas, so, you know... Um, yeah, so yep. he's like pitching ideas to um, Edith's dad. He's a businessman. It's mm. about the clay mines on his estate and all of that also relevant later. Yep. Um, and him and Edith kind of like start doing a little romance and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But then her dad isn't a fan. Um. <laughs> no. Mostly because Tom Hiddleston's inventions have never quite worked and he's not got a lot of money whereas um Mia Wozakowska comes from a very rich family and he's like you know you don't get to keep any yeah. of the money when you go and marry him like you don't have property you're a woman and it's the 1800s <laughs> so he's like I don't want you to marry him and she's like but papa yeah. I love him and he's he like, hires no. a, a detective and he pulls up all this stuff about I, them. Yeah. I can't even remember what he built up. It's just unflattering about their like inventions. It's just that he's just he's just not he's just not a very good businessman. Basically, is what they drag off on yeah. him. So he basically says he'll pay them off to leave, but he has to break Edith's heart because yeah. he's not a suitable so match. Break Edith's heart, and it's actually really sad. Yeah. He's like really so basically he's like I can't marry you, and also you're really bad at <laughs> writing, which I think is just unduly yeah. harsh. Like, but then. Thomas, you don't yeah, have to go there. Thomas sends a letter um, that says to Edith that he's actually in love with her. This is what her dad did. Um, and Aww. then he proposes. Uh, the same day, uh, her dad gets brutally Aww. murdered. Um, he does get brutally murdered, but don't worry, he just slipped and fell. No no murdering yeah, here. So he gets his face graphically bashed in against um, a sink. It's a whole so I, we will like just pre-trigger order. We're not going to get anything like super graphic, but we'll be discussing the events of the film. So nope. if you've seen the film, you know what's coming. But basically, yeah. basic gore. We won't get into it, but yeah, he gets his head smashed yeah. against a sink a and dies, lot. and it's graphic. Um, <laughs> yep. So she has to go and identify his body, um, but Edith won't mm-hmm. let the investigators like properly investigate because it's her their dad that's disfigured. And she yeah, doesn't want to. It's um, really weird. Yeah. So she's just obviously... like, no, I don't want it. And they're like, but but the suspicious circumstances. And she's like, no. No. Papa uh, would have wanted his death to remain a mystery. <laughs> Papa loved a mystery. I'm getting married. <laughs> but yeah, so after this, um, Edith and Thomas, they get married. It's not, There's not a lot of fanfare about the marriage, to be honest. They just kind of get married and then mm. leave for England. Yeah. Um, which is where they're from. Yeah, also Edith has now inherited all of her dad's yeah. money. Um, Put yeah. a pin in that. That'll come up later. Um, so leave for England because so, that's where Thomas and Jessica Chastain yeah. are from. Um, and they arrive at, what was it called? Alladale Hall. full of moths. Yes, it's full of creepy little moths. Um. <laughs> Horrible moths. moths. And I love moths, but they're like, 
they're like there's no moths there's no butterflies where we come from only moths and i was like what horrid lies are you spreading about england there are some gorgeous butterflies in yeah, england that's true like maybe not on the top I also of this can mountain work out what part of I guess not, but I cannot work out for the life of me what part it's, of England they're in the northwest. Either. Like I guess it's no, the no, lakes. they're in Cumberland, like I, oh. down there. Yeah, oh. like by like I think that's by so, yeah. yeah by like Durham. Yeah, it's by the yeah. lakes, like Lancashire area. Very yeah. nice. So they're up there in this ma- in this big mansion that has a massive hole in it and is falling apart, like. Full oh my God, dilapidated. So like the rain is just coming through this hole and he's like, ignore that. I'll show you yeah. to your room. And it's like, okay. They also have a lift, which I think is really cool and funky yeah. fresh. I did not do any research to see if lifts had been invented yet. So I choose yeah, to Yeah, they had like those. <laughs> True, we'll go with that. Very like old mechanically lift, not an electric one. <laughs> yeah, it's an old mechanical lift. Um, it's fun. Um. And he's like, come on, my darling, we'll take you into the thing. And like everywhere she looks, Jessica Chastain is just there doing a little creepy stare at her or playing yeah, the piano. Um, and at this time, um, like Lucille, which is Jessica Chastain, is being weird and cold yep. with Edith. Also feeding so her lots weird. of like tea every now and again. And they what and she keeps tea? being like, have you consummated your marriage? And interrupting. Um, have you consummated your marriage? Yeah, but she keeps yeah. interrupting. And then Edith's like, when I am grieving. To, so no, I know. haven't consummated my marriage. I'm grieving. Um, um, I'm grieving. But also whenever they kiss, Jessica Chastain is just yeah, there. Like, hello. So it's not conducive yeah. to the mood. Uh, and during this time. Um, she's like, hello, I'm here with my giant bunch of keys. <laughs> yes, and she won't let Edith have the keys to anywhere. Um, or anything, she's very controlling. No, she's about like, the house. if you need someone unlocking, I'll unlock yeah. it. Um, and then it's a bit weird. But also, like, considering the state of the house, I'm surprised that Edith doesn't just like kick Literally. the door down. <laughs> There's got right? to be termites and like full wood of rot and just yeah. everything in that house. <laughs> so full of moths. <laughs> and Thomas convinces Edith then to um, get some of her like fortune from the like her father's estate to like fix his yeah. machine that does mining question mark i think it's a mining machine yeah clay mining it basically goes in and scoops up a bunch of clay speaking of clay um yeah the winter comes and then thomas is like haha yes it's crimson peak and she's like uh-huh hmm? what did you say uh-huh. and then through the snow everything goes red and it's the warm red clay seeping through the snow mm. and then she's like oh no bestie i know where i've heard the name crimson peak before she's ah. like, uh-oh. um Mama. Yeah. Well, to be fair, her mum has also appeared to her a few more times by this point. Still just, yeah, yelling, just yelling in a very creepy <laughs> manner. And I'm like, can you not, like, is it a thing where when you become a ghost, you can only yell in a really creepy right? way? Can you not pass on anything without either spooky whispers or creepy yelling? Can you not speak like a normal person? Yeah. <laughs> like, because I feel like I could get over the horrid little skull appearance if oh. I just, if they would just spoke normally right. like if a ghost popped up and they had a nasty skull and they were like you're right love i'd be like that's okay actually <laughs> yeah like it's the vibes yeah. like ghosts can look horrifying but are their vibes off <laughs> yeah exactly the vibes of these ghosts are actually off. absolutely edith then sees more it. ghosts like through she gets quite more she, ghosts yeah everywhere. she's getting ill and she's like coughing up blood and she doesn't know why mm-hmm. and she has all these nightmares and she sees all these like ghosts around um Alladale Hall it, there's this big gruesome like yeah. red ghost dripping blood um one of yeah. one of them like tricks her into this like closet by pretending to be the dog that we mentioned before um like scratching at the door oh, and the stuff. dog is so cute and she finds this big um what are they called phonograph cylinders 
that you can see things through. And then he chases her to Mm. the cellar where she finds um, a big locked trunk um, that has a Nola on the latch. With a girl's name, with a Nola on it. Yeah, which I thought was going to be like a... I thought it was a clue because, like, Enola backwards is alone. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be, like, a spooky clue and there was going to be, like, a No, nope, just a name. There. <laughs> there was not. It was just a name. But then, so she steals the key from Jessica Chastain. Yeah, but not before we, like... And her and her adorable little dog. Yeah, not before we, like, table that read. for a while so that they can go on an outing to the post oh, yeah. office. They hook up in the post oh, office. Yes. Um, oh, it's great. They have such a good yeah. time. I was really happy Me too. The mystery carries on. Um, because she gets a letter um, addressed to her, but it's also, it's actually addressed to Enola, but yeah. just E-sharp is her... E-sharp, which she is, and then she reads it. And this she's is like, for oh, an this Italian is a, a woman. woman. Um, yeah, so this is for an Italian woman. She steals the key from Lucille that um, says Enola on it, which is quite on the nose, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, and she finds yeah, this I big. Mean, okay, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she finds this big uh, nice like gramophone say. in um, the Enola box, mm-hmm. which like is kind of a boring <laughs> choice, I think, because it's like, oh, well, you don't have a gramophone anywhere else. Like, it's weird that it has her name on it, but yeah. whatever. Um, so on the um, gramophone, she sees um, Enola is the name of Thomas's ex-wife, Enola Scotty. And then mm-hmm. also three other women that he's also married. Um, yep. She And they all... So the first one is like um, a disabled mm-hmm. woman who's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And apparently uh, she was like in her mid-30s when they got yeah. married. She was also fantastically wealthy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the next lady... Yeah. Also, fantastically wealthy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then the third one, fantastically wealthy. Um, the thing is, they're all now mm. uh, dead. Um, dead. So with no trace. Yeah, of Edith, them. pretty smart, and one puts them... two and two together from this exact thing, and it's like, ah, so they yeah, are killing fair, women. She doesn't quite put two and two together. She there's this um. Like so, in like the eighteen hundreds, to take a recording, you had to basically you could take recordings, but it was on these like wax cylinders. Mm-hmm. So she puts the wax cylinder into the play thing on the gramophone, and it's just this woman going, "They are poisoning me." Yeah, it's very on the nose, but we love. <laughs> Which again, on the nose. Um, I do like how blood this film is. Like it's very much just like, and I mean, it's very much in the style of a gothic absolutely horror, no which subtlety, I think time really for melodrama. Great. I love it. No subtlety. Speaking whatsoever. of no subtlety, so, also, um, so she's yeah. like, oh. Oh, I'm going to go and confront them about this. They're poisoning me. Mm-hmm. Um, they find yes. she finds the brother and sister. Um, they're kissing. Um, in an uh, in a they compromised position. Um. <laughs> I will also say also this in the pictures. There was also a picture of a baby, mm. which is now uh, not there, and she does see a baby ghost. Yeah, she does. Which. I'm like, I'm sorry, Guillermo del Toro. I don't like your skeleton ghosts. I especially don't like your skeleton ghosts when they are yes. babies because I love babies. They're so cute. I love them because they're chubby wubby. If you take all of the chubby wubby no, away, horrible their skeleton. skeletons are not yeah. very cool nasty, looking. Nasty. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. um and th- again, we're not going to get super graphic, but like obviously you can infer from that what happened to the baby. Yeah. Um. And so Jessica Chastain and Tom Hilston are smooching up a mm-hmm. storm. She bursts in and is like, Ugh. <laughs> and then Lucille just right, pushes fully. her off a balcony <laughs> and is like, oops, time, time for dead. <laughs> Whoops. Um. 
And then she grabs a... Is that when she grabs the giant knife? No, no. She just pushes her off the balcony and she's like, haha, you uh, yes. are dead. But then she's not dead. She just breaks her leg. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, then, um, back in the US, Alan is um, yes. Edith's friend. Oh, slash, boy. He is, like in love he with her. her. Uh, all that kind of stuff. He uncovers... Very he's like boy. he was a family friend uh, and he's a doctor and he investigates what happened to her dad like against her wishes but like yeah fair enough um mm. and he finds out about the marriages and he finds out that i think lucille was in an institution for a while and he finds out that their parents died in weird circumstances so he travels in the dead of winter to rescue edith um mm-hmm. so he's like walking on foot yep. through all this snow and they're like oh you can't get up there at this time it's great um and he arrives and, and he's, he's like, like ah. I will. and he pulls his little hat down <laughs> he arrives he's like oh edith you appear to have fallen edith, from a great you to injured. he tries to take her back and lucille's like no um no yeah not gonna happen and basically um lucille makes thomas stab him um but to be fair just before she does it thomas whispers to him you're a doctor tell me where yeah and he stabs him in a like, non-lethal yeah, like place like under the arm and then um under so the arm at this point you're like oh so thomas then... does love edith in a way tom's nice yeah maybe yeah yeah so then lucille takes edith upstairs because she's not yet dead and makes mm-hmm. her like sign a deed to like grant her ownership yeah. to all their estate and stuff and she cuts a piece of her hair yeah. off and pins it next to all the other wives' hair. Oh, it's so nasty. She makes horrid little bracelets out of all the wives' hair. And yeah. Like, oh, she ex- geez. Like, I love Jessica Chastain. Oh, she's great. I did go off her in this oh, film. Oh, I love her in this film. She's great. She's, she's so good in this film. But like, oh my yeah. God. And she's, she's like, horrid. so I killed my dad and my mum because they didn't like that I was doing incest. Um, basically, that's yeah. the vibe. So then, which also Jessica Chastain is older than Tom Hiddleston than this, so yeah. it's like it's really not great. No, baby, that was my baby. Mm, incest baby. The drama. Yeah. So then the... Edith stabs Lucille back and runs away. Oh, she does with a pen. Um, it's horrid and yeah. awesome. <laughs> and then Thomas comes up and he like is like, I am a bit in love with Edith. I think that we should He's all like... flee to like where does he say like Italy or somewhere? He's like, we should flee. Yeah, all together, all three of us. And Lucille's <laughs> like, huh. No, just like, us, ew, please. Ew, no, gross. Yeah. Uh, to be so fair, he's Lucille like, gets really mad. She's like, you're not supposed to love them. And he's like, but I, but I do for this one. This yeah, one's nice. This one's nice. So he's like burning the like transfer papers and stuff. Yeah, um, and she stabs him in the face. And then it's like, oh no, I stabbed him she in does. the face. Um, yeah. So he dies. Great. There's a chase scene with she her and die. Edith. And then Thomas comes back as a ghost. Um, yeah. And is like, hello, kill my sister with a shovel, basically. Um, yeah. He tells um, Ethel, not Ethel, Edith, Edith, that he loves her. Yeah. And then he like melts away because he's not beca- he doesn't stay a ghost forever. Because, yeah. You know he's found he's... peace or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Lucille then um, just be- she does she kills her with a shovel, and so Lucille yeah, becomes the ghost of Allerdale Hall, and she's just there. She does playing her she little plays piano. The piano. Yeah. And there's a whole bit about how like some ghosts haunt places because they're so like emotionally tied to mm. it that they can't help it i'm like yeah. oh that's a shame um and then Eth- edith goes back to america i guess with the with the nice doc wait does the nice doctor die no no they they get rescued by no, the, the nice doctor survives yeah. yeah so they get they get rescued all these townsfolk just like storm this mansion it's amazing. they're like hello we see um, we see you've been doing nasty incest and murder okay. hello hello 
Um, and also the dog survives, which is great. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's implied that um, Edith writes this as her like novel. She writes yes, going to be, that's novel. kind of in the credits, but yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just very so, cool. Very cool to do like it's a romance good film. Um, did you know that the beginning section was inspired by um, Guillermo del Toro's mum? He, she had a visitation what? experience with a ghost. Um, <gasps> oh my yeah. God. So her grandmother, so his great grandmother, died when she was a child, and she was in her bed crying, uh-huh. and she heard the silk of her grandmother's dress move in the corridor, smell her perfume, and felt the bed strings creak, and felt the weight of her grandmother leaning on her back. And so she obviously jumped and screamed and left the room because that's not like a nice thing to experience as a child. Like in hindsight, you're like, oh, that's nice. I had a visitation. But as a child, uh, not not the best vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's a lot. But that's cool, actually. I really like that. Yeah. It's inspired by real life spooky happening. Yeah. There's like obviously there's so much you can see so much inspiration in it. Like like there's all Mm. the it's very like classic, like the Hammer horror films and stuff. But there's some really, like, interesting things. I looked into, like, the lore of it. And I'm not going to lay out, like, ghost lore because, obviously, mm-hmm. ghosts are in, like, we know every culture, like, forever. <laughs> like, I Everyone can't tell you any... I can't give you a nuanced take on what a ghost is. So I looked no, into, like, the production it's a ghost. stuff. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I just, like, looked into everything that um, was done in the production and stuff. I found this really interesting article. I'll tweet um, some of the photos mm-hmm. from it about how they made the ghosts. So it's practical effects and then CG layered on top of it. Um, so, so the ghosts... You know, I thought it might be that. Yeah, so they the practical effects puppety. are there. Like, and they're, they're people in costumes. But then they're like... No. Yeah, so they're made super weird. So like, obviously the heads are hollowed out. So that's done with like green screen and CG mm. to like hollow their head out. And like, they're made to like drip blood. But like the, the combination of the CGI and the practical effects that's is really amazing cool. and it makes it so creepy i would really like if we continue to do like practical and cgi me because, too because this I blends mean, it so I know, well i know the reason why a lot of um film companies now the real right if you want to know why so many film companies use cgi it's because real people can unionize yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and if literally. you make everything cgi you don't have to pay a ton of designers and craftsmen to make your practical effects even though and this is a personal opinion of mine. I think the practical effects in general look way better. Me too. On I would love than CGI. Oh, but also, I do like this layered. Yeah, I like the layering well. because, like, the point of ghosts are that they are supernatural, and I think yeah. that if you have like a layered effect, it's like taking like, like a normal the a person of then, a person, yeah. and then adding spooky things to it. Because Absolutely. you know, also there are things that CGI can do that practical effects aren't. Practical. Exactly, I and love then, when, for example, like if you're using blood, mm. like it's if you're using blood and you mess up a take, it's so much work to get it back yeah. to level, like square one. Yeah, I love like, this. Oh, no, now we have to clean everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love this level of practical effects where it's like we'll do the practical effects as much as possible, and then we'll use mm-hmm. the CGI like sparingly to really enhance mm. the practical effects that are there. Because otherwise, it just looks mm. like there's like a cartoon with you, and this looks so real. Yeah, it's so cool. Like how they did in Shape of Water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, cool. I think Guillermo del Toro in a in many ways is just i think his like way that he does film is so interesting and also mm-hmm. like he just seems like a really nice guy he is I like a really him. nice guy yeah i love how like, i read hey, a lot of since actual fishmen aren't real i'll take <laughs> just two-thirds of the way there <laughs> yeah. 
I love, I was reading a lot about, uh, like, his process making this and stuff and, like, his mm-hmm. inspiration behind it. Because, obviously, it's not like any, um, like, modern horror films. It's very, like, old. Mm-hmm. And he says, I wanted to capture the feelings of old movies I would watch as a kid. My first movie that I ever watched as a kid at age four was Wuthering Heights, which absolutely tracks for everything that <gasps> oh, he's that about. So <laughs> right? It, like, also, oh, I like, definitely oh, see Wuthering Heights here. Absolutely. That's true with the, you know, the ghost at the window and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Yeah, he says, cool. it's a pure gothic romance. I don't try to reinvent it. I don't try to be postmodern about it. I just go at it very earnestly, which I think you can really... Good tell like it's very sincere like a lot of stuff if you make a gothic romance now it like mocks the melodrama Mm. like how many things would you see now like that that were like gothic romance things that like would do incest you know what i mean because got like incest is an absolute staple in like the gothic genre it's like a taboo it is it's like in all sorts and like from like wuthering heights it was such a taboo yeah but it was in so much gothic media yeah, which I think is really interesting because also at this time, like, obviously, I mean, within the upper classes, which so much gothic horror is about, gothic horror at its heart is about, like, middle and working class people being horrified by the realities of, like, upper class people, which is why incest mm-hmm. is such a, like, a trope that gets used because within, like, the upper classes, I will say during the Victorian period, because I could not possibly speak for what goes on nowadays, there was a ton of incest because it was all to do with keeping your bloodline pure and making mm-hmm. sure that the money stayed within the family, which is what, yeah. why people married their cousins. Yeah. And, you know, it was very, very normal, but then you take, you, you get these writers that are writing from, and I'll use Jane Eyre as an example, which, you know, mm-hmm. Jane Eyre, we can argue, is like one of the, it's one of the first romance novels, but I will, it's a gothic romance. Like, yeah. Jane Eyre is, um, there's no incest in Jane Eyre, but, you know, there's much worse than, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to say much worse is locking your wife in an attic. Yeah. Um, and the racism in it. Um, but part of Jane Eyre is this young woman who is comes from literally nothing, who has everything to lose, choosing to leave because she's so horrified by, mm-hmm. like, the realities of, like, being an upper-class person. Upper- class person and that yeah i think it's really interesting i love gothic horror can you tell <laughs> yeah i love it and it's so good and you can really see all the influences of like gothic mm-hmm. horror gothic romance all sorts there's obviously like i don't know it's amazing i read so much stuff about the influences and he also influences mm. uh, he also references a lot of like victorian painters like the there's a lot of grimshaw yes. images in it he's a victorian painter mm. and the, he's like oh well yeah the exact like scene of how the clouds move is from that and there's a lot of so um, the paintings of Caspar David Friedrich as well. It's so cool and obviously mm-hmm. there's the classic gothic. There's like Mary Shelley vibes, mm-hmm. Anne Radcliffe vibes, and Hammer yeah. horror films, all sorts. Can I yeah. tell you my favorite fun fact that I found about it? Please, please do. Yes. Um, so I would like you. I would like you to guess uh, because it's not out mm-hmm. there. But who do you, do you know who was cast before Tom Hiddleston and Mia Wasikowski was? Um, were cast in this because it was two other big names okay oh my god uh right okay. they are they are those people adjacent like you can oh, see okay. how so the problem is, is like my god um, instinct is it, to say Winona Ryder but I think she was too old at that point she was too old yeah same with Helena Bonham Carter she's a bit too old as well mm-hmm. um oh god okay oh, I'm trying to think like who's the modern day version of Winona Ryder so 
So they're they're the same genre of people adjacent, but just I don't see it working at all. I'll just tell you. Yeah. So originally cast were Benedict Cumberbatch I was gonna and say, Emma Stone. Damn it, I was going to say Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm so sorry to Emma Stone. I love her dearly. I don't think it would work. <laughs> Emma Stone has a modern no, face. No, I don't think... I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch would work either. I, I understand they're like yeah, they're like similar I was say people. Benedict Cumberbatch, damn. Yeah, <laughs> but like what? How different and how rogue would this I be? Just, like, it could work. They're both great actors. Yeah, but I think they both just the vibes well. are completely Actually, different. No, here's the thing: is I really, I genuinely, I love Emma Stone so much. I have never seen her in a period piece, and I genuinely don't think it would work because her face to me is so modern. Like, yeah, I, I look true. at her and I just see, like, you know, just modern times. Ben Cumberbatch, obviously, he's done a lot of period pieces before, and I think he does really well in them. True. Um, the problem is, and like, I don't mean this in a mean way to Ben Cumberbatch. I personally think that Ben Cumberbatch is a handsome man, but he's not traditional gothic. He's the wrong hero kind handsome. of handsome. Yeah. Yes. He's I like, agree. you know, I like, I like seeing him. In I find him attractive as well. Suits but, and stuff. But yeah, Tom Hiddleston is so Byronic. He's perfectly suited he's, to this. God, absolutely. He's, he's absolutely stunning. But also he's like he's got that soft like masculinity that I think is just Yeah. Mm. That really works. Yeah, whereas I think Ben Cumberbatch <laughs> has a lot more like harsh edges to his face and things like that. Whereas Tom Hiddleston is like he's still yeah. cheekbony. I think but he also he has a rounder has, face. He just has a different Yeah, I think Benedict Cumberbatch mm. just has a completely different like gravitas and yeah. it's still really good and it yeah, works for completely. a lot of things but it's like it would like imagine him as loki and not doctor strange like it's completely I can't do it. it's, it's a different wrong. vibe yeah it's a different vibe completely. <laughs> it is morally wrong morally <laughs> not wrong. quite incest but still bad <laughs> and I, I mean i love emma stone's work like i love so many films that me she's too, in me i'm too. a huge fan of emma stone but yeah i can't i just i have never oh she's in the favorite though isn't she she is, and she does play period, but I don't know how well she'd she play period gothic. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think maybe if I it think, was her and Tom Hiddleston, it would work. But I, that yeah. combination of Benedict Cumberbatch and Emma Stone, I just think would mm, not work at all. It's a bit different. Yeah, I think it's mostly when I think of Emma Stone, I think of her with, you know, her very heavy eyeliner that she was mm. wearing at that time period. Yes. Which looks gorgeous on her, by the way. Yes. But yeah. I always think of Emma Stone with a very heavy eyeliner and with the very dark red hair. Mm. That is quite yeah. Like Emma Easy Stone. A vibes. Yeah, Easy A yeah. vibes, Zombieland vibes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know where we're at. Speaking right. of Would our like... crushes on all these people, I have to ask oh, you yeah. very quick. Date or steak? God damn it. You know I'd you know I'd fall in love with this man, unfortunately, and I would be killed. <laughs> and it would be so sad. I but would wow, also but he looks he, was he looks screen. nasty as a ghost. He looks nasty he as a ghost. So he's not a hot ghost. ghost. Yeah. Oh no, he's not. But a that hot ruins ghost. it. But like me. in general, I would absolutely be I would get murdered by him and his creepy sister. Me and I'd too. Be like, oh god damn it, Tom. Oh no! I I'd would like have ditched sooner me. if I could have, but then again, like women's place, yeah. how, where would she have gone? She would have gone to the post office, and they would have exactly. rang him up and gone, "Your missus is down here. Come get it. Yeah, your missus so... down here. Come get your property." Like, <laughs> yeah, women did not have rights. Um, absolutely. What I will not. say before we before we move on past talking about the tech of this film, I will say I absolutely loved a the costume choices in this because mm-hmm. um, they had they they were doing some color work and i also really like the color Absolutely. grading because when you're in new york everything's bright everything's got this gorgeous yeah. golden tone and then the minute she steps into crimson peak it's like blue wash 
Yeah. No, I <laughs> nothing. No color. <laughs> I watched this uh, interview with Del Toro about um, the color grading. He said he's never spent more time color grading any of his movies because it's so precise him. and it's like its own thing. And he says That's every stunning. shot I had to go through and get the color perfect because that was one of like the main like. <sighs> vibes of the he didn't say vibes here Guardo Toro say vibes but you know what I mean no but I love this man I love this Me too. man this is just just the level of dedication I'm like that's gorgeous absolutely right yes. would you like to know some fandom phenomenons I absolutely would love all to, right yes. so so first of all let's talk about AO3 there's 699 <gasps> works yes. for Crimson Peak so wow and also one that's of them was literally updated today <laughs> Oh my god, it's so, like, so fun. It's alive and well. Fanfic business is live and well. Yeah, so you've got you know fanfics from today, yesterday. I will say, uh, nearly every single one of them that I scrolled down so far, and I didn't look at all of them, so sorry. On my head be it. All of them are spicy. <laughs> I all bet of them they are, are spicy yeah. and many. It's of them Tom Hiddleston. With what Tom do you Hiddleston expect? and Jessica yeah. Chain. There's also a real person fic which is oh? Jesus that has just a lot of uh, tags, but the... um I bet it does. Tags that I'm sure we yeah. can't read on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, things that we can't read. Well, I'll, I'll read the ones that we can. So it's Tom Hiddleston slash Loki slash original female characters. Um, oh actor Tom Hiddleston, Professor Tom Hiddleston. Um, can't read the next five tags. Um, forbidden love, teacher-student relationship. Um, so oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the one that got updated to updated yesterday so oh my god i love that it's alive and well people have um like explored what life was like for the other wives which i think is really cool yeah because it's such a rich place a lot of people um are surprised to find out it's not based on a book i know which honestly i think it i'd love to read like a book series of crimson peak i think that would be really cool absolutely Um, yeah speaking of things that fandom things that are alive and well Tumblr, also alive and well for Crimson Peak. We love it so much. Lots of gift sets, lots of really nice pictures of Edith's outfits, which is lovely. We love this so much. lovely. We'd love to see, uh, like, you know, it's really nice, really nice, like, you know, where people have, like, you know, taken clips of the movie, so, which I'm not surprised by at all. It is visually stunning and very Tumblr-y. Also, Tom Hiddleston, he'd be there. Um, However, I did see... (laughs) Uh, a post by someone who's very clearly annoyed by um, modern takes on certain films and media. Um, Hmm. So this is by someone who says, Crimson Peak was a pretty good movie, but I think what it needed most was for Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston to pop up where their characters lay dead and go, hey kids, I know we had a lot of fun tonight, but you know what's not fun? Incest. You saw our characters (laughs) manipulate and poison an innocent young girl in order to get her money, but we really wanted to make sure that you guys guys knew we were the bad guys and that incest is actually not okay. Oh my gosh. And I will say, I uh, there is a level yeah, you agree. of uh, media critique. There's a level of media critique that happens nowadays where if a character doesn't specifically turn to the camera, break the fourth wall and go, I'm a bad person. People yeah. are like, weirdly, like, ugh, I can't believe that this film is condoning whatever. Right? Like, Can you not, it's like, like when you, it's like when a- you say you like Kylo Ren and you're like, I like him. As, as a villain, I didn't think villain. I needed to, to, to clarify that. In fiction, yeah, exactly. I think he's a, a fun villain. Yeah, <laughs> as like, a villain, yeah. an interesting character. Not morally. Mm. <laughs> yeah, morally. Don't agree with don't agree with that part. But it also, like, 
you know, people, villains especially, having moral dilemmas like Tom Hiddleston does in this film. He has half a redemption arc. I'm not going to forgive him because, like, yeah. he was so happy to murder all those other women and he did try and kill a dog. Yeah. So, the very he leaves it outside, on. yeah. He leaves it outside and then he's like, oh no, I thought that dog had gone missing. Oh yeah. dear. I'm surprised it didn't starve outside. And I'm like, interesting that you'd know that, Tom back off um but yeah so the crimson peak fandom alive and well we love it if you're in the Mm -hmm. crimson peak fandom yeah let us know tweet us yeah instagram us whatevs i will read anything i'm so excited i did see i haven't watched it yet it's in my queue but there's a really interesting sounding um video from casro on youtube and it came out last year in October and it's called Crimson Peaks Costumes and How Tuberculosis Shaped Victorian Fashion. I'm so excited oh, to I watch know this. it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, please tell oh, us. I know the answer to this. Excellent. Okay, so, right. So, the way that tuberculosis shaped Victorian fashion. Now, I'm going to talk specifically about makeup and mm-hmm. hair trends. Uh, yeah. This is not to do with outfits. However, I also think like the level of padding that went on in Victorian times. Yeah, now, I well, can't we'll confirm this I'll watch the video take, and I'll tweet it out for sure because I'll take a little guess and I will say the level of padding and the level of shapewear seen in Victorian England was because so many people lost so much weight. Yeah. Because of tuberculosis. Mm. Uh, second of all, with tuberculosis, now, tuberculosis is a bacterial lung infection, if you don't mm-hmm. know. And it was it's really really infectious because you cough and then you spread all your germs. And there was yes. an epidemic of it in Victorian London. And, mm-hmm. well, history repeats itself, doesn't it? So, <laughs> however, when you have tuberculosis, um, your skin is very pale, but you get these really lovely rosy flushed cheeks. Mm. And you and you're, you you look very weak and frail, but you have this lovely rosy colour in your cheeks. And basically Victorians went, oh my God, I want to look like that. So tuberculosis (laughs) chic was a thing where people would deliberately use rouge and they would try and look as pale and sick as possible, which is also when, um, you know, parasols were in fashion. Well, it was already fashionable to be pale um, because it meant that you didn't have to work on the fields, but then it was like fashionable to be like deathly pale, like I am ill pale. Uh, And it became more fashionable for women to seem, you know, frail and weak, which is actually- Very gothic, yeah. And when we see within the romantic period, which comes after the, the Victorian period, um, there's this thing that happened where basically it became the fashion to not wear shapewear, but to instead wear these very lovely, loose flowing gowns like gothic and romantic heroines. Mm-hmm. And uh, there became a thing known as muslin fever because muslin is a very light, um, very breathable fabric, which is lovely to mm-hmm. wear in the summer, not good to wear all the time. Where basically these women were going out in these beautiful flowing gowns and getting sick. Oh my god. Because they weren't adequately protected from the elements, so Muslim fever became mm. a thing. So tuberculosis really influenced Victorian fashion. It was also wow. um to bring contrast for the skin is to have like dark hair as well. Yeah. Um so really like, all the gothic tropes. <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, and then you see it within gothic romance novels and it's yeah. like it's so interesting how it is all together. Um absolutely. which also Mia Wazkowski absolutely epitomizes um tuberculosis. Yeah, she looks because she's so like, much. poisoned. Yeah. She looks so <laughs> sick but she has these bright red li- oh it's also um bright red lips as well you'd get yeah. red lips and red cheeks and everyone was like wow yeah. hey i know that maria is dying but god but she like looks she looks good like, she looks good and now we have skims and waist trainers so how far have we come yeah. really i know literally and blush is huge fashion right is now. a circle yeah, i love blush fashion yeah. is a circle i saw someone have you seen the um, the takes because i want them to be um, cheaply available yes. 
<laughs> have you seen the takes on tiktok where they say that wearing all that blush is um like looking like you have liver failure and you're appropriating liver failure that's the current uh, yes. take that's going around i have, <laughs> have seen wait no i did actually see that because someone put blush on their nose right and then someone was like yeah they were like, so red and they were like oh you, look, well, you know i, I put blush on my nose because it's cute it. and they were like well that's what my granddad's nose looked like when he had liver failure and it made me very <laughs> sad to look at you and i'm like babes i don't think your granddad's nose was like hot pink and shiny you know no, i hope it was absolutely not <laughs> power to your gramps i just absolutely anyway. <laughs> yeah shall we round it out with I've... just the resounding question uh are they morally okay because yes. absolutely not <laughs> no not I even a bit which is fun the story is um handsome men are nice but you shouldn't marry them Right, because I don't think it's trying Marry to give a nice us like doctor instead. a rom- like a particular like moral or religious message. I think it's just like here you go, your no. kids want some gothic, drink up. And yeah. absolutely, yes, I do, and I'm having a yeah, great I time. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there was definitely like moral messages in the original gothic horrors. Um, yeah, but for sure. But this, this is more just homage. It's definitely just this is just homage, and it's very just like hey. If he seems like he's too good to be true, he, he probably, probably has is. a moldy old house and right. he's doing incest with his sister. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Dating advice with Liv. Yeah. So. To sum oh, up, God. don't say it your sister. Don't live in a weird house with a hole in it. Yep. Um, that's about it. Yep. That's the morals. <laughs> that's about it. Okay, so, and finally, mm-hmm. peaks and pits. Yes. What's your peaks and pits? Ooh, so my Your crimson peak, peaks and pits. My crimson, my crimson peak is I love everyone in this film. I think everyone is yeah. doing the most, especially mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain yes. and playing a villain. Yes. It suits her so much. I also just it's love beautiful. the design, you know, mm-hmm. like the everything, the architecture, the vibes. I think it's so. We watch a lot of like B movies, like we watch a lot of we like do. kind of rubbishy, trashy movies, and which yeah. I love with all my heart. It is also very nice to watch a movie that I'm like, this is a good movie. There's a lot of care yes. in it. And you can see the care in all the frames. There's Delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my pit would be. I love it all. Like, because I'm, so like, go. I'm not even going to say like, I'm not even going to say like the incest is a pit because no. I think it's so like fun with yeah, the story to be like yeah, gothic so and like the these are the villains yeah. and yeah, so my my pit is that I am bad at being scared and that's a me problem, so I oh, turned away. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, so I've seen all the scary films. On my second watch <laughs> of it, I did not watch the scary films. It was dark and nighttime. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's my pit, is yeah, that I'm well, a baby. Was... What were yours? <laughs> my Crimson Peak. Now, this would be yeah, what was all, your the, crimson all peak? the things that I've absolutely... Um, you can tell that I love this genre, you can tell that I love this film. Now, my Crimson Peak actually was, this is the first film that Kate and I have been able to watch together, like, actually yeah! in the same room. Aww. So, and I really loved that. We had a lovely little movie night, and it was really fun. Yes, um, it was so cute. So, aside from everything else that is just fantastic about this beautiful film, and Peak was watching it with Katie. Ah. Um, I know, I'm, I'm adorable. Now, my pit, I'm going to say also, like, I, right, I loved the ghosts because I think they were a really cool design. However, did I think about them before I went to sleep? Yes, I did. I had to go to bed. I had to go to bed immediately. Watch Bob's Burgers back to back. Like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. (laughs) I watched um, Ghosts, the BBC 
sitcom. Nice, nice, um, nice. Which I think is a great antidote to ghosts. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, I love... Yeah, I, I really love this film, though. This is really good. And like like Katie says, we have done so many B-movies, and I, I adore those with my whole heart, but also... Vampire Academy, thanks, but, like, a yeah. good film. And you can really tell, like, I feel like we've had such a tone shift from, like, last right? week. Right, right? Because we're like, oh, film, instead of being like, this is garbage, like, I would love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you tell um, that we studied film briefly? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we both did. Um, so next time we're doing something a little different, but still within yes. genre, we're going to do Warm Bodies, <laughs> if you've not yes. seen it before. It's a Romeo and Juliet story about a zombie. <clears throat> it's about delicious, zombie. especially if so you're like good. a Twilight fan and like that kind of vampire mm-hmm. genre. You'll love it. Check it out. I adore this film it is one of my favorite films of all time it'll be so fun i'm so excited so, so yeah we'll so see you next time with warm bodies um yeah. find us everywhere with midnight fun pod on twitter mm-hmm. instagram um tiktok you can email us midnight at gmail.com mm-hmm. we have a coffee um all sorts all the places let us know your thoughts yep. on crimson peak on anything we've talked yes. about we'd love to hear from you even if it's just Tell a silly little things. tweet yeah, we yeah. love interacting with you guys and you tag us and stuff. Um, it's so cute. One of you tagged us in a giveaway today and I was like, thanks, baby. <laughs> yeah, we love when you guys message anything. Uh, Issa this week, yeah. whose name on um, Twitter is Bella, but with lots of E's and L's and A's, <laughs> shouted out that they were listening great. to us and a bunch of other great Twilight podcasts, which we definitely would check out. There was some in there that yeah. I knew and listened to already and some that I'd never heard of before. Never heard of gender forking, which sounds so fun. It's like a podcast incredible. about the Twilight Saga, kind of about yeah. It sounds so fun. So I've not listened to we that one this. before. So yeah, gonna go check yeah. it out. So thanks for tagging us. We love we love when you guys do that. It's so fun. We anyway, do. It's, it's thank great. you so love much you for listening. Yes, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro music are loved and respected by Rosa Zerti of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed throughout the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends.